downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. Un-American. Treasonous. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Un-American. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Un-American, uh, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous, where no grifter or fraudster is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined today by my good friends, Franklin and Jim. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing great. Excited to be recording this episode finally. It's been a long time in the in the planning stages. It has. I'm. I'm. We. I feel like our hand has kind of been forced at this point. Um, how about you, Jim? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good too. You know, this is a good transition, moving on to something new. Hopefully, uh, a lot lighter than what we're used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me tell you my silver lining of this week. Uh, with all of the like craziness that goes on in you know life, um, one of the things that I got to do, I you both know that uh, I I care about two sports. That's pretty much it in this order: hockey and soccer. Um, I played hockey a lot when I was young, and so one so uh, I have a two and a three year old, Timothy and Philip. Um, and I have since they, like, I taught them how to walk by like kicking a soccer ball and whatever, but something that I've always wanted to do. And I, I couldn't wait until I got the opportunity to do was, uh, teach them how to skate. So for Christmas, they got skates and you know, it's, but we're, we're in St. Louis, like it's fucking cold here. Um, but the uh but we had like a break in that last week you're talking about inline skates you got them inline skates yeah i got them just like quad skates uh <laughs> oh, quad minute. skates All right. y- yeah, yeah. So, you know start them on something that they're not gonna right. you know bust for, ass too hard they're, this is, they're two and three yeah. this is how little i know about sports for a minute i thought he got them like ice skates and he was waiting for the the, 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 uh, the lake to hey, freeze yeah, over hey but canadians are scoffing at you because at two and three they're on ice skates yeah <laughs> that, that's yeah. fair but i'm not i said i'm in st louis yeah <laughs> like um but yeah, no, I, so anyway, I got them on skates. My, my youngest, uh, two-year-old Philip has been like literally since Christmas morning, he's like put them on every day on the carpeted living room floor. And like, it's, it's been too cold. Like, dude, I'm not taking yeah. you out right now. Um, and it's been rainy and just crappy. Well, sometimes uh, during the daytime, it gets up into the like low f- or high forties, low fifties. Yeah. Well, and this week it did. It got into the fifties, and I was like, "Now, like, I'll put coats on you and like got them out there." Yeah, we nice. got them out there, and I was really worried that Timothy, uh, my three year old, was not. Timothy is really into like Mario and like do like he he also loses focus pretty fucking quick, and I was like. 
man, I'm going to get these skates on these kids and I'm going to take them out and Timothy's going to be done in like a second. And he loved it. Like we stayed out for like an hour and the kids, Philip was mostly just kind of like walking on top of wheels. Uh, next next step is getting a stick in their hand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah. Tim, and then a tiny hockey team. Yeah, it was yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. So I was uh, I was happy about that. What, what put you guys in a good mood this week? Frank? Uh, so I've, uh, recently gotten, like, rediscovered my love of, uh, going out and walking in trails and stuff, especially now that it's getting colder, bundling up. Mm. I got new boots, which is awesome because I can do that without my feet getting cold or wet. Right. Very but we get our first, Your uh, feet aren't comfortable. It's, it's hard right. to be happy out there. And then I just bought, I just invested in a bunch of like winter socks, which is awesome. So, and a new coat. So, uh, when we had the first snowfall over the last weekend before we, mm-hmm. today, um, and then I was out in like uh, some bluffs near here and just looking up different trails that I've been on. But I also have a list of ones that I want to hit this year of just like being more active, taking dogs on walks and stuff, mm-hmm. just getting out. Like it was really nice. Your after, dog or other people's dogs? Uh, whichever one I find. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have a pack of them by the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very nice. Jim, what about you? Uh, uh, my high point is, is definitely the NHL coming back. And like you, hockey is my number one sport by a long shot. I'm a general sports fan as is but hockey is atop the mountain by a long shot it is the best and uh you know my wife and i had a son this past year and he was able to watch his first blues game and it was neat how engaged he was with the tv even though i i know he doesn't know exactly what he's looking at right no, but those and those were awesome hey, pictures too. But there's a lot of colors going by real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah a lot. No, and it's it, all bright too. It's the ice backdrop being white. They're <laughs> awesome at that stage too. Like as they're like, as they're getting interested into the in the things that you are interested in because they're repeating your like that. I don't know that that made for a very cool picture. I have a similar yeah, picture we, with Timmy. We even have him a, a couple of tiny blues jerseys. Yeah, so it's it's neat. Yeah, very <laughs> awesome. Very awesome. Um, well, I have bad news for you now. I'm gonna ruin your fucking mood for the next however long this takes. Um, I said at the start that I feel like our hand was forced uh, on this one. We had we had thought about doing um, a couple of different versions of what I think this show will. And look, I've done podcasts before. I know that shows don't stay the same as, in as they do in the planning stages. So we'll ours see. never have. No, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, what happens with this but uh, as of the January 6th uh, attack on the Capitol um, Un-American became a something that like First of all, an actual substance and meeting, yeah. not just the crap that most politicians have been throwing around well, for the last eight and years. And people, I'm not going to even lie that like Un-American has been. I remember being a teenager and really into like Michael Moore films and shit, and my grandparents threw that at me a lot. <laughs> like, so yeah. I'm not unfamiliar with the Un-American well, like, term. Y- you hear it thrown around a lot, jokingly too. Like, right. oh, you don't like ketchup? You're right. American. St- stupid stuff like that. But I thought, but. This is nails and brass tack serious here. Well, and I thought that not only is the act of the the attack on the Capitol un-American in and of itself, but what led to it is something that uh, I think that is the for me that is the when when we think of that term and and at least the way that it's used in pop culture, uh, the 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 people that that sold this big lie um 
to millions of people uh, exhibited some of the most un-American uh, traits that that we've seen. That, and, and since now it's in our face, I kind of have a goal too. Um, one of my goals is that, like, I... Here's the thing: if you object to uh, if you object to the election results for a for a real reason, that's what the process is for. When you object to election results based on a lie, uh, based on conspiracy and whatnot, like you are doing dangerous things to the American and then democracy. Subsequently, storm the Capitol. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, so I, I'm very mad at the lawmakers and the pundits and the people that 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 feed in and sell this division and these and, and this like. I think that's why this isn't. We talked about this being like an important like where we want to go and the show we want to do because it's like that the amount of people who grift just for money's sake mm-hmm. is astounding and it's not one side that does it it's no. not even for political gain sometimes right but it's a, it's, it's gotten the, us to a very dangerous precipice that we're about to teeter over yeah, yeah. it's it's the nature of living in a capitalist society yeah right so um so today i want to start off uh talking about ted cruz i figured the one of the things that i want to do um, is not totally just focus on where Ted Cruz is today and how he relate. I want to see how we got here. I want to see what Ted Cruz was versus what Ted Cruz is today. So what I he became right. So what I figured was the best place to start is where Ted Cruz gets his start in uh, politics on a federal level at least like he def- he definitely was a lawyer he was he's worked for the bush administration he worked uh with uh J- supreme court justice john john roberts prior to uh to roberts being nominated for the supreme court um so like he has a lot he's had for a long time connections um and jobs within the political sphere um but i want to start with the 2012 primaries um which is what got him into on into our sphere um certainly uh, the first time i had ever heard his name right and if you remember ted cruz wrote a wave that that what i called them at the time fringe uh conservative politicians were writing and that was the the interestingly enough back in this era i actually liked a lot of the tea party republicans right um well and when you listen to some of the stuff that i have pulled from this era you will they talk very different like they definitely talk very different they came off as reasonable yeah and and ted cruz one thing that i learned prepping this episode is ted cruz is not a bad speaker um he's not now that more people know him and he's been on the stage for and he's pulled some shenanigans on the on the uh, national has he, stage has he pulled a couple of capers <laughs> yeah he's we'll get into some of he's the into some pickles we we'll get into some of the interesting ones through this um but uh you know ted cruz is not a bad speaker one of the things that i think helped him uh get into politics and win his primary in texas in 2012 is that while he is not a bad speaker his 
his opponent, David Dewhurst, was a horrible speaker. And as I was watching the 2012 primary, I was just like, well, there, this guy had no chance. Like, this guy had no chance. And his we, former we, position was lieutenant governor, which is usually a coattail position. He got there riding the coattail of whoever won governorship. Yeah, he it, it, it was interesting uh, to, to listen to because it, fr- right off the bat, to me, I was just like, well, this makes sense why Ted Cruz was able to ride this, especially oh. at the time where uh, the Tea Party was basically the anti-Obama. Like, we're going to come in and shut down the Democrats and say no. And, like, well, it and also... It, ex- it was, it was a reasonable anti-Obama. It wasn't it's, like it, it, it start, was the pitch it, started that way. Yeah, true. Yeah, because by by the end of it, it was very like birther style. Yeah, we're just borderline not, racist. We're not going like, to do what? anything. Yeah. Um, something that I thought though that was familiar from the 2012 uh, primaries is something that you hear in politics a lot now. You know, the problem we all have as voters is we see politicians and they talk a good game. My opponent talks about cutting spending and cutting taxes, just like the politicians in Washington do. But what he doesn't mention is that in his years in elected office, he's repeatedly cut deals with Democrats. When he was elected, the state budget was $116 billion. Last year, it was $188 billion. That's a $72 billion increase, larger than population and larger than inflation. Taxes have gone up 49% since he's been lieutenant governor, and all of us are tired of politicians that talk a good game, but keep spending more and more money, and that's what's destroying jobs. So the familiar part for me is the, it's me versus the establishment. It's me versus the elite. Yeah. Um, something that I want to point out, and that and the reason that I pulled the Well, it's clip, always a good strategy for somebody who's new coming in. It is. In. It's writing populism. It's, yeah, it is. It is. 100%. Because you're selling change. One of the things that I think is so important about that clip is the Tea Party. And I'm not saying that it, I don't think it necessarily starts at the Tea Party. Um I think it was very much like the Tea Party was gas to the fire that is we're not working with the other side. In that clip, Ted Cruz is accusing his opponent of cutting deals with the Democrats. Like, that's a horrible thing. You know, that's kind of what politicians (coughs) are supposed to do. They're supposed to compromise and work with each other. Right. That's how this shit gets along. And we don't know that. We've forgotten that because Congress hasn't worked together for 20 years. That's Uh, why we are where we are in 2020. But really, (laughs) like, it really was... The Tea Party had a big part to play in the we're going to stonewall once they once they got elected it was we're gonna stonewall and we're just gonna cross our hands and stomp our feet and that's it and so the the tea party quickly became something that it wasn't pitching and it Um, it did appeal to a lot of people because there was a lot of people that were tired with the the current practices it was it's it's one of those things kind of like trumpy is trump trumpianism um or however and and while that's a good strategy, it's not healthy. No, it's not healthy for it, the democracy. It's also that something we live in. where you've got like huge multi-million dollar like donors 
funding what appears to the average person as a grassroots movement because in the mind of the average person it is a grassroots movement this is what i believe this is what my community is, believes this is how we feel but in, in reality it's it's scorched earth but yeah in reality yeah. it's the fucking cokes the coke brothers and, and it's 100 percent how it started it was the coke brothers starting uh citizens for a sound economy and all these other grass you know where they would funnel millions of dollars into these people and they they got genuine people and citizens who cared about mostly tax issues. They would just, I mean, that's how it started. It was like, we will oppose if there was a cigarette tax, if there is any kind of tax, we're going to get local world support, a grassroots movement. We'll astroturf the shit out of it. And yeah. we'll just, you right. know. I have a few older family because members. Because who that, doesn't fucking hate taxes? It's universal. Yeah, right. I have a few older family members that it doesn't matter what the tax increases, they're going to vote no on it. Like, it could right. be for a good thing, you know, like funding for firefighters and emergency medical services or funding for teachers and they're just like nope not paying anything more <laughs> well at least right. they're truly against socialism <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, i've got another clip from that i i just like th- there's a point that i'm trying to make here pulling from the 2012 prime primary and it was th- it, it is that ted cruz had a lot of help that didn't even come from like i'm not he was a good speaker and like this dude was somebody as i was watching this that i could say like you could have won if you didn't have a shitty opponent but like his opponent's really shitty well there's probably also a reason you haven't heard from hearst since dewhurst yeah 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 just just like i don't remember his name i don't think he's been very relevant since yeah no he he pretty much fell off the planet at least in like the main public uh you know had to go get a real what i believe makes me qualified to be a u.s senator is that i have spent a lifetime fighting for the constitution and winning on a national level i served five and a half years as the solicitor general of texas the chief lawyer for the state in front of the u.s supreme court serving under greg abbott and over and over again we led the nation defending the constitution defending the conservative principles whether it was the ten commandments or the pledge of allegiance or the second amendment or u.s sovereignty standing up to the world court and the united nations and defending u.s sovereignty we need a fighter right now and that's what i've spent a lifetime doing is fighting for the constitution there's a little bit to unpack there there is so he he brings up uh the ten commandments now i'm a christian I firmly believe in separation of church and state. Right. It should not, right. It should not be a thing mm-hmm. that we're talking about when we're talking about and in, in legislative no, purposes. And nowhere in the Constitution are the Ten Commandments fucking mentioned. No. No. He, and, but the other thing that I really want to put a bullet in, like put put this on a board equivalent here, uh, he is a constitutional lawyer. Yeah. Save that for as we progress in this episode. Oh, I know. Or just keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, I, I have. Of like, what? Yeah, he's aware. He knows exactly he knows the what he has done wrong. He's worked with Supreme Court justices. He's worked with White Houses at this stage. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he knows exactly what what he's doing. And his pitch there was just bullet points on a uh, on a good on old a, boys list. Like, what do what, I want? Somebody who yeah. puts America first, who uh, will fight the foreign enemy or what like the foreign enemy the, being nato right the who's gonna lower yeah. taxes who's gonna like and you know i'm it, so i'm so surprised he did not say second amendment in there i, I was waiting for guns we're not there yet <laughs> yeah I, you gotta wait another four years um he but he he does annoy me uh even back in 2012 and, and a lot of this i remember watching not so much this 
particular primary. I don't remember watching it live. A lot of this era, I remember watching him live. And uh, he annoys me because, like, from the beginning, Ted Cruz plays the games that he will continue to play and that become very much more harmful as more people as more people start playing the same type of game. And I think when you hear this, you'll you'll feel like it's a familiar game. Lieutenant Governor, how many millions of dollars do you personally have invested in China and overseas? I'm not uh, advised. I don't know that we have anything invested in China. I, I don't know. Well, you know, I think there are interesting conflicts of interest when it comes to this. Do, do you know? I mean, do you know any investments he has? He's got over $200 million that are shrouded in secrecy and invested all over the world. I do know what that, that he's awarded. What do you mean shrouded in that secrecy? Is, that is simply, at least I turn my financial reports in on time. Uh, actually, you didn't. Your no. report was late. No, it wasn't. Uh, yes, it was. It was due April 29th. You filed it May 15th. It was late. You, it was late, just like mine was. The very same report that I filed late, you filed. The reason that I left that last little bit in is because, like, you can hear in Dewhurst's voice that, like, he's not good at coming back at Ted Cruz. He yeah, also does especially it, he, when he says something objectively false, yeah, where he yeah. says, I filed on time. Like, when he didn't. says you have $200 million shrouded in secrecy, the fuck does that mean? Like, dude. It doesn't mean anything. No, it it's doesn't. It's Alex Jones. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Um, it would be very ironic from a guy who just a couple years later would be like, the president doesn't have to release his taxes. You don't have no right to look at that. Yeah, come on. Go fuck yourself, Ted Cruz. Right. That's, that's just fucking... Tra- it's he, tradition. He it's had not a whole rule. Se- he had a whole segment of debate on this exact thing. Yeah. Fucking putting the name Raphael to shame. So now I will tell you, this this next clip will should bring back some memories. And I it, there's also a little bit of irony in this clip. But one thing that severely helped he got he got his first major endorsement um after that primary hello texas this is governor sarah palin in the u.s senate race i support ted cruz ted cruz has defended the constitution u.s sovereignty and over three million veterans and he is endorsed by tea party express His dad fled Cuba seeking freedom, and Ted Cruz is a conservative you can trust to stand on principle and change the way Washington does business. Today, through May 25th, please vote early for Ted Cruz for U.S. Senate. I'm Sarah Palin. Join me. Choose Cruz for Senate. Vote early. Is was so Ooh. was so awesome to me as I'm like as I'm pulling this up because just Ooh. like just given the the events There's of so, the last so months. many <laughs> so much of the same boogeyman here yeah I'm I'm curious amnesty China I, investments in China yeah. yeah I'm curious if we can go back and you could have whispered as, as she was recording that line if you'd have whispered in her ear been like you'll regret saying that in four Sarah years Palin. if she would have been like. Bullshit. Sarah Palin doesn't regret anything. Like, there's no, no. like, there's nothing up there to, to like, make her regret. She doesn't care, man. No, she doesn't care. She got paid for that endorsement. She got to. Does anybody know if she still lives in Alaska? I have no idea. I was going to say, though, like, you know who knows the, 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 the plight of the, the people who live in hot Texas? The fucking woman from Alaska. Yeah, right. Well, you, I, you, know, what, you know what's funny about her is I. Like, I look at her, and I don't expect her to stay in in Alaska. No. I would 100% be like, yeah, makes sense if she is currently not living in Alaska. Right. Because as much as a person like me would love Alaska, because I love the outdoors, and 
Alaska is well, an amazing frontier place, but... I imagine it would be easy for her because she's, she's, like, a millionaire. Yeah, right. She, this is a person that, like, is the latest fashion, wears Ugg boots, this, that, and the third. Doesn't belong in Alaska. I just love that uh, the endorsement mentioned the Tea Party Express. That's a bus. Like, that is a bus. He's been endorsed by my bus. Like, <laughs> yeah. all right. You know, that, just, just like Giuliani booking the Four Seasons. Right. And a skateboard. So, <laughs> what I didn't pull, because I didn't really think it was important, honestly, Ted Cruz won... Uh, that primary. Um, I mean, obviously, but, we're still talking about. Yeah, him. he he won the primary, and I think it was, I think it was like a four or five point spread. I can't remember off the top of my head. I saw it, but I didn't write it down because, again, Which, not important. Just for a minute, let's thank God Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz won because we could have spent the last four years listening to Dewhurst being like, no, oh no, I, and just like the worst honestly, fucking defense. Honestly, though, of I think that Russia or I, Ukraine. Fair, but I think Dewhurst is probably like I don't know. I don't. I feel like Ted Cruz is more damaging. Like oh, much more damaging because yeah, Ted Cruz yeah, is the true. guy who's going to make moves. Dewhurst is the guy that's just going to sit there I just, and collect a check. Just and, in the sense, I don't want to listen to him for four years. That, that's Two fair. Clips is painful. That's fair. Uh, but, um, so Ted Cruz wins the primary. He, at, at this point in 2012, a Democrat's not going to win, uh, Texas. It, it was like an eight point spread or something. Like it was like 52 to, or 52% or 50% to 42% or something like that. Like it was, it was a very healthy win once we got to the general election, uh, which was a, a runoff election, uh, because the former Senator had just retired her position um so so ted cruz is off to the senate now um and ted cruz makes it his mission he like he's got one mission in congress and he says it from the day that from the day that he sets off on his journey the first bill i intend to introduce in the u.s senate is a bill to repeal every syllable of every word of obamacare and I intend to lead the fight to get that done. There's going to be enormous pressure to compromise. I think we should repeal it in its entirety. Spoiler alert, didn't happen. Why? Uh, why like, I remember back then, and I, I still don't know that I ever got a good reason of why they wanted to repeal Obamacare. So the big thing is that uh, the vast majority of people that already had health insurance prior to the Affordable Care Act, uh, they're there's a word I'm looking for here. Their premiums on their health insurance went up, went up by a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, like In order to cover the shock of everyone suddenly, or most people suddenly getting health care. Like, like 100 bucks a payment, yeah. uh, which to most middle-class people, that's a good chunk of change to, to add per month. Uh, so you can get this sentiment of why a lot of middle-class Americans thought this was a bad thing. Um, but really, you can't blame the legislation so much as you can blame the health insurance companies because like you alluded to uh to recover the initial economic shock that it caused to the healthcare industry on having to insure people yeah right um but it also was something i remember at the time and like there's lots that you can debate about the way that Obamacare came to be, the way that it was implemented, the way that Congress uh, was exempt from it, and like there's like lots of red flags al along the uh, the beginning days of Obamacare. The problem that I had with Ted Cruz and the Republicans at the time being so like 
fervently against that was that like you it's a boogeyman that we don't know what it's gonna do yet like at the time we well, didn't know what it was gonna do so for everybody to be like yeah, it, this it is was so the new. end of the world and very premature and guess yeah. what it's balanced out yeah and also healthcare is pretty even keel right now right and the thing that annoyed me at the time of listening to all this criticism about obamacare and something we really lived through again when they tried to peel, repeal and replace um, is that they never had a plan of what they were going to do instead. When he said, I want to repeal every word of it, it's like, okay, Ted, what just, do you want to put in Just go back to the same you thing go that wasn't the, working? For, right. For 50 years. Yeah. They got us to the place that we're the country in the world spending the most on health care and getting the least amount of health care for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so many times. Uh, they, they had no idea how what they wanted to do to fix it. They just know they don't like the fact that Obama did something. They literally voted 63 times. Uh, between January of 2011 and uh, February of 2016, 63 votes with no offer of what to replace it with. We've never since it's passed. No one for no. Trump's entire <laughs> Trump's entire presidency, healthcare was only two there weeks away. Been, That's I wouldn't a even bad plan. I want yeah. I want to say they haven't they haven't presented a comprehensive plan, but they haven't even presented a like a fracture, uh, like a fragment of a plan. No, not even the healthcare companies would be in favor of that because, yeah, like, let's okay, just get what, rid of it. We're getting rid of it, but what exactly well, are we voting for? What are you right. doing Nothing. to this country? Okay, to not, we're just gonna not exist. How many, All right. How many millions of people would get knocked off healthcare if they get rid of Obamacare right now? What's well, the estimate? I, I twenty million. I don't remember the numbers. At I can't all. remember. I think it was close to like twenty or thirty. But million you know the people. shock that would that would yeah, give I'd, to the I'd system. Say, like Jesus, I'd say it's like twenty percent of the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, a good portion of people right. only have insurance because of the ACA. Yeah, but that didn't stop Republicans from trying to kill it without a plan, sixty-three times. And like some of these, I've got. Uh, Isn't that the weirdest thing to motivate your 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 political career? Yeah, to that's take, that hill to, you're gonna die to on to take Ted. people's health care away. Right. Um, if you look, I think on in Jim's stack at the bottom, there's a like a graph of how often they voted. Uh, Jim or Frank, I'm sorry. I don't think that you have it because my printer crapped out. <laughs> um, wow. But wow. uh, but um, no, you did yep. show it to me before we started. Come yeah, it, <clears throat> you look at it. January, uh, they voted to repeal it one time. February of 2011, ten times. Uh, March one time. April four times. May three times. Like it just keeps going down the list for years. Like, How did they fit ten votes into the month of February? Because they were assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, literally, like for, they were literally just being dicks. We're just gonna vote on this every other it's day. The shortest month and has the most votes between. Yeah. Uh, between, I mean, the whole time Obama was in office until trump took office they're pretty much all they did as a senate and as a house as a party right. was vote against obamacare something that had already passed well, without they, any alternative they, yeah they voted against him without they didn't do anything for, before, you know. for everything Ted Cruz has mostly got his salary for voting against obamacare right uh, that's why he gets they, they spent so much time just flat out wasting time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they I mean, I'm ever looking won at a, elections in 2016. I'm also wondering why don't we just like after this many votes. And this was my party at the time. <laughs> right? I, I was pretty solid Republican. I don't I don't understand. Looking back, I don't I don't get how I don't get how elections were won. It was so much time wasted. Yeah, it's I mean, I like I said, in the beginning 
when I was watching Ted Cruz take on other Republicans in those primaries, it made sense. Ted Cruz is the guy who is going to appeal to, but like as it goes on, and especially after he took his seat, he just immediately became a weasel and was like, I'm not that uh, fiscal conservative. I'll, I'll pitch those lines, but I don't give a fuck. All I'm doing is saying no. Um, and so, I don't know. He ended up pissing off... Uh, he, he ended up pissing off pretty much everybody on both sides of the aisle the next year, though, because um, towards the end of the year, I think it was in December, I don't know if I have it written down, October um, of 2013, the government had a funding bill coming up, um, and... And a, so a government shutdown, which since then has become just like oh, it's a mainstay. Yeah. This is where it started, right? This is where it started. This is the era in which it started. Yeah, and it's it, just been every single every it, single time they have to vote on a and budget. It started. Nope, we're just going to shut it down. And it started with Ted Cruz and Mike Lee. They, they literally do not care about the lives that it affects because it affects military pay. It affects all government worker pay. Like they just they don't care. No, not this at is all. Millions of people they don't care. No, this is about this is about it's wh- how do, Yes, it's how do I go back to the voters and get their votes? And the thing that sucks and like sorry America, but you're to blame here. Like not being able to see through the bullshit. And I and look, I don't expect everybody to be super politically engaged, but like some of this shit is like all right, it's obvious. The, the guy told us that. XYZ was going to be his plan. The second he got there, he was just like, ah, fuck that. Like, I'm I'm on to this thing now. I'm on to getting myself, like, posturing people so that I can run in four years, which was the plan. Like, the plan was get to the Senate, run for president. That was the plan. Um, and so, but he ended up pissing off everyone, Democrats, Republicans, but confused the shit out of both sides of the media when he decided... Uh, at the on, like shortly before they hit the the spending cliff and and the government shut down that he wasn't going to that he was going to filibuster um, because filibuster and potentially put the Senate into a position where they wouldn't be able to pass a spending bill so that essentially just so that he could grandstand what's funny about it too and the most ironic thing because this gets called Ted Man. Cruz's thir- 2013 filibuster like you know, that's we, what it's not though we like to harp on people like Newt Gingrich for shutting down the way the government works but Ted really yeah, honestly and i promise you we'll do Ted, Ted was like the catalyst we'll do for it. the government spending bill yeah talks to get shut down but gingrich is this i and, i would say and i won't gingrich is I won't the godfather this of this i won't forget right. this one i had the wool pulled over my eyes at the time i was just blaming the other side but i won't forget this one because i was in afghanistan and like threatened not getting paid right like, i'm over fighting your war and about to not get paid for doing it be- all because y'all want to argue right over stupid shit. Yeah. Stupid shit. And like I said, uh, he, he didn't, it wasn't well received um, from anybody. First of all, 
Uh, this is not a filibuster. Here's the thing about a filibuster. This is being described today as a filibuster. It is not a filibuster. This is a talkathon. It is not a traditional filibuster. This, for lack of a better word, filibuster really isn't a filibuster. Technically not a filibuster. Senator Ted Cruz beginning his filibuster. Not technically a filibuster because this won't stop today's vote. Phony debate, a phony filibuster. Uh, Harry Reid will tell him when to stop. This is an agreement that he and I made that he could talk. It's not real. Like, it's literally he had to ask Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid for permission to talk for as long as he wanted to. And I, for whatever reason, Harry Reid, it was granted. How insufferably stubborn do you have to be? To know to, it, it's not going to have an effect and still waste everyone's time and potentially way, put the government Ted, into... Look, Ted Cruz is new in the Senate. In his head, he's Mr. Smith goes to Washington right here. That is what he's doing, <laughs> well, except he's not he, a fucking yeah, Boy Scout. Yeah. He's an asshole. He thinks, he's, he thinks he's, has, he's filming some grand moment that he'll be able to play in his uh, presidential election run years right. to come. Yeah. Except, it, like, it Little doesn't... he know. Well, and he didn't even really do a great job. Like, I mean, he it starts off about Obamacare, which is what it's supposed to be about, right? I intend to speak in support of defunding Obamacare until I am no longer able to stand. And anyone who is trying to make this a battle of personalities is trying to change the topic from the topic that should matter. Is that or is that not what he's trying Whether to do? Whether or not Obamacare is helping the American people. Mr. President, if you focus on the substance, the evidence overwhelming. This law is a train wreck. Anyone who votes to cut off debate on this bill is voting to allow Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid to fully fund Obamacare. That's a vote that I think is a profound mistake. How many hours did that last? 21. He talked for 21 hours? Stood there for 21 hours. Didn't go to the bathroom. Didn't do anything. Like, they stood there and talked. He made some false claims. That's cl- insane. He made some false claims along the way. I don't think he can well. talk for 11 minutes and not make false claims. Well, here's one. Mark my words. If Congress doesn't act to defund Obamacare to stop this train wreck before the end of the president's administration, unions are going to end up getting an exemption from Obamacare. It's going to be everyone that's a political friend of the administration that has juice, that has power, will get exemptions. And the people that are left, you have nothing to worry about unless you don't happen to have several high-paid Washington, D.C. lobbyists on your staff. Unless you happen just to be an Hispanic entrepreneur, a single mom, a hard-working American trying to provide for his or her family, then maybe you have something to worry about. Because you're not going to get the exemption because what the Senate has been saying to you is exemptions for everybody else, but not for hard-working American families. Mr. President, I believe if it doesn't apply to everyone, it should apply to no one. He's talking about a hypothetical. He is. He's talking yeah. about... If- it, they might do this thing where they give uh, uh, their, their friends special benefits, and if they do that, that would be bad for you. Well, and They're clear, not doing that. And no. clearly, he talked so long that it just, to people that were tired of it, it became believable. Yeah. yeah. And Or if you're not that smart, you forget what he's talking 20, about, and you think he's talking about hours. reality. All Let, I let's could, think about how long 21 hours is. It's, it, yeah. I can barely come over here and do a two-hour podcast where I'm not talking constantly and not right. be... 
right. semi-worn out. Yeah. <laughs> or hate the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Right. I don't know how uh, well, narcissistic I think, he must I, be. I think you. I think that he's there, though. Like, I think hours. that the, the narcissism is there. And it's funny, too, because as this is not a filibuster, as it's, it, it is, it's an agreed uh, allotment of time or, like, whatever. Talkathon. Like, talkathon. Uh, Why he, would you want to talk for 21 hours if you don't get anything the, out of the it? The Congress isn't even there because, again, this so isn't— this it's isn't, an empty room. This he's just talking to himself. Yes, yes, this isn't within the this isn't within the rules of where you can filibuster. So again, this Harry Reid approved this speech. So everybody else fucking leaves. Like, they don't have to be like, there. There's a couple so, of people there. So in a, it in places like Afghanistan or on military ships or bases overseas, uh, we get TV, but it's called AFN, is Armed Forces Network, and you only get X amount of channels. There's no way I would have seen this. It, it definitely wouldn't have been shown live because it's not entertaining. 20, right. 21 hours of the same guy talking. Yeah. It's not entertaining. Not even remotely. But. Well, I think the only place in I, America. I never knew that that lasted that freaking long. Yeah. 21 I hours. The, the only place in America you would have seen it besides like clips of them cutting back to it, maybe on CNN or Fox, would have been like uh, a C-SPAN or a. Um, I, I'm pretty a sure. I, feed, I, maybe. CNN played a lot of it over. I want to no, know. Like 21 hours. No one not twenty one hours. No one's been over that much. I want to meet Cruz. I want to meet the guy that or the guy or girl that was the news intern at the time that had to sit there and watch the entire thing oh. just to just, just to write notes for like where there was clippable moments. And yeah. just in case he got like a slap happy in the last ten minutes and started saying some real kooky shit, like I, w- I don't want to dip out before he how, get, oh, get how many hold cigarettes on, on, do you have on. to have after it, listening to that? It, <laughs> <laughs> It didn't. It didn't take until the last ten minutes. Shit got weird overnight. Now, if you will forgive me, I want to take the opportunity to read two bedtime stories to my girls. But there's a point to this also, and the point is very simple: the urgency we have and should feel is because of our kids. And I love this story, and so I'm going to read it to you. Sam, I am. That Sam, I am. That Sam, I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you like them in a house? I love his Would you passion. Like them with a mouse. I do not like them kids. in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. Point, I do not like, like them anywhere. Room. Oh, it's I an do empty not room. like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. Would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? Not in a box, not with a fox. Not in a house, not with a mouse. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. Would you get insurance if it was I would was not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. You know what's hilarious? I cut it out, but he actually does go on later to be like, I do not want Obamacare on a train in a plane. <laughs> like, oh, it's ridiculous. And it gets stupider the further into the middle of the night that you go. Obamacare. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> All caps and three exclamation marks. Make DC listen. And... <laughs> we'll confess that phrase, a rebellion against oppression, conjured up to me 
the Rebel Alliance fighting against the Empire. Mike Lee, I am your father. Uh, like, what but is happening? Is he... Uh, did, okay. We're in the dregs of pop culture now. He was at, okay. Maybe he was ahead of time and just get, trying to get a new Star Wars trilogy. Like he was pimping himself. He was like, dude, I can do this. Come on, bring me back to Darth Vader. Him or Ian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim, now understanding that you were on a military base, wondering if you were going going to get paid. This put like I. It, it's okay, so foolish. So no, no. Oh, so oh, wait. Because when I pulled this clip, you know, I, I, I gotta say. I'm being that nothing truly bad really came out of this. I'm almost not even mad. I'm impressed that he was able to talk for 21 hours with nonsense. Here's though, if you if you put yourself back in that moment, like yeah, I'm angry. I'm it, a little bit angry, but at the same time, like what? what? Wait, wait that's, until that's just wait that's until impressive. the end of the 21 hours and tell me how angry you'd be. Santa, what happens now? Uh, what happens now is the process has to finish in the Senate. Now, you saw that the vote was 100 to 0 today, so Senator Cruz voted for something he was saying for 21 hours he was against. <laughs> what a, he what fucking a He fucking voted for it. Raphael. Yeah. The, a turtle is supposed to have more fucking, uh, hey, that's, that's integrity. Textbook definition of a cuck. Yeah. So he didn't want his objection to be on the record, but he wanted, he wanted Dr. Seuss to be on the congressional he record. He wanted to be able to have have the 21 hours of footage to say look at how much of a patriot i am like that look I fought for, look, look at what i can do i'm, I'm mr smith this like he's, oh Stuart, my God. he's Stuart from that snl clip look what <laughs> i can do unbelievable just completely unbelievable i love that he can uh, sit there and be like uh this is the worst thing obamacare is bad for the individual it's bad for all these people it's bad for the hispanic right. business owner i'll vote for that give me that pen right so <laughs> fuck you <laughs> yeah all of this plays together. The reason that he didn't that he voted with the Democrats on that is because remember, this isn't the actual vote. If it was the actual vote, he would have been doing a real filibuster. People would have been there. It probably wouldn't have gone 21 hours. Like, but because this is actually like hap is happening the day before into the day of the vote. So All what? they're voting on is a resolution to vote later that day. So he does end up voting against it. And because of that, the government shuts down for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and that was when Obama got a bunch of shit for putting barricades so, outside of monuments and so shit. So we, we, as in the government workers at the time, were, we actually weren't going to get paid. Uh, Obama put a policy into place that made it an exemption to pay all the government workers or actually not all i think it was a lot of government workers got paid but there was also a decent amount that didn't get paid right yeah it was it, like, like i want to say it was the like, postal service got thrown under the bus because the postal service always gets thrown under the did bus obama turn it into non-essential government like is that how that or is that just yeah non-essential government workers went home yeah and uh, didn't get paid right you know for somebody who works for the IRS, uh, because at the time it wasn't tax season, uh, there were people at home, single mothers and everything that worked for the IRS that weren't getting paid. Right. All, yeah. all for all foolishness. For, all for bullshit. Show. Also, that all so that Ted Cruz could pull this move in two and a half years. God's blessing has been on America from the very beginning of this nation. 
And I believe God isn't done with America yet. I believe in you. I believe in the power of millions of courageous conservatives rising up to reignite the promise of America. And that is why today I am announcing that I'm running for President of the United States. Speaking to an evangelical crowd um, in some what appears to be mega church. Uh, How'd that work out for him, running for president? Yeah, it was an interesting run, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but he met his uh, uh, he met his best bud in that race. I like Donald. He is an amazing entertainer. But his policies for most of his thank, life... Thank you very much. I appreciate it. For most of his life, his policies have been very, very liberal. For most of his life, he has described himself as very pro-choice and a, as a supporter of partial birth abortion. Right now, today, as a candidate, he supports federal taxpayer funding for Planned Parenthood. I disagree with him on that. That's a matter you of principle, and I'll, and I'll tell you... You are the single biggest liar. You probably are worse than Jeb Bush. You are the single biggest liar. All right. This guy lied. Let me just tell you, this guy lied about Ben Carson when he took votes away from Ben Carson in Iowa. And he just continues. This guy will say anything. Nasty guy. Now I know why he doesn't have one endorsement from any right. of his colleagues. All right, all right. John, I, I get to respond. Chris, pick from the buffet there. He's a yeah. nasty guy. Right. So he... I, I, uh, I, you know, it's been so long since I heard any of the... Of the, Trump the primary era debates, right? uh, I just it, I forget how abrasive he was from the beginning, and, and the that's thing how that he sucks me. Is that like he? It's not where we would end up over four years later after four years of Trump with people when he says that stuff, when he says uh, bullshit, and the crowd chants bullshit mm -hmm. back at him. This fervent support. Yeah. Back then, it was more a freak show. There's audible gasp about, can you believe he says that? Can you believe it's getting this nasty? It's yeah. a fucking, it's a, a reality show Yeah, to there these were, people. I mean, Marco... That's what got Trump elected more than anything, it seems. Marco Rubio and Donald Trump exchanged dick jokes in the primaries. Yeah. Like, it was a I mean, mess. But in this exchange between Cruz and Trump in 2016, the for roles me, are reversed from Dewhurst. Tr Cruz yes. is now exactly where Dewhurst was. He's because he's not mm -hmm. used to this. Like he thought he was the vicious one because he was when he was going up against fucking sleepy. Well, because he's good enough as you know. a speaker. But if you've got a fucking madman across from you right? just screaming bullshit, and the problem was, and what makes that that clip so impactful for me, at, as like looking at it in hindsight, is that like. Oh shit! This is the moment where it all starts to really break down. Like right. Ted Cruz and and Ted and Cruz the like, bad. and not just not just Republicans, but like at least for the context of this conversation, Ted Cruz has helped set up what was. I mean, when he was back doing the the union exemptions and the Obamacare, right? Like all he was doing was dividing, dividing, dividing. The other side's going to get more than me, and like they're all bad. Like so, there's this break that you're seeing between the left and the right now and um and and what sucks is that you're you're right Frank that Ted Cruz is normally the guy who's quick enough and elegant enough and uh and and quippy enough to be able to be the guy in control of the conversation on 
the stage. I would imagine he, that he's Ted also Cruz a little thought, bit of a liar. He was able to right. say like he was able to throw he's that, weaselly. He was able to throw that bullshit about you have a bunch of dark money and we don't know where it goes and blah blah blah. Right. But now he's met his match and there's someone who can throw even more bullshit. He, he's got at the, yeah at his opponent. He's got know? a crazy guy standing across from him and and the reaction from the crowd I think is is important. It's very telling about the reason right. like why Ted Cruz isn't like they're not turning on him. Now one of the things too that. Uh, was brought up by Donald Trump um, in the uh, in that debate. Uh, this is after the Iowa caucus. You know, uh, I played these a little bit out of order, but Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus. Campaign 2016 update: Breaking news from Iowa. CBS News projects that Ted Cruz has won the Republican caucuses. Donald Trump second, Marco Rubio third, positioning himself as the establishment alternative. Everyone else way behind. Mike Huckabee is dropping out. So now there's a reason that uh, that I that I played him out out of order a little bit there because I think that having uh, the the Ted Cruz exchange with Donald Trump and and finally having this moment where. Like, Ted Cruz, we've been watching him set up for four years his his plays. The filibuster was a play. The I'm going to be the anti-Obamacare. Every, the first thing that I do is going to be to repeal every single word of this bill, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what he was setting himself up for until Donald Trump shows up, right? It was important for Ted Cruz, who I would imagine thought he was going to be the front runner. To win the Iowa caucus. Something that Donald Trump said, though, in the previous clip was important to that story. He said that Ben Carson had votes stolen. And I had actually forgotten about this in the last four years, but I very much remember this controversy. And when we want to talk about Weasley Ted pulling some shit, this was some shit. Republican presidential candidate Dr. Ben Carson is with me now. Dr. Carson, so pleased to have you with us. Thank you My for pleasure. the time. I have heard you say that you think that whoever spread the rumor of your stepping out of the race in the Cruz campaign should be fired. Do you think it is just one person or is it, as you have alluded to, the spirit of the campaign? Well, uh, let me put it this way. Uh, when I found that there were problems in my campaign and, uh, and they were deep-rooted, you know, I investigated on my own. I found out what the real problems were, and I made the changes that were necessary to now have a very smooth-running campaign that is very efficient. Uh, I think Senator Cruz should do the same thing. If, in fact, he agrees that this was a very inappropriate thing to do and certainly does not represent his values, then he needs to do something about it. If it does represent his values, he doesn't. So not to get off on a tangent about other politicians that I don't like. Thank God. Well, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. You can lump Carson in there. <laughs> I don't know if I would lump him in to thank God we didn't get Carson. Maybe Carson would have put us in a better position today. <laughs> um, but Sad state of affairs. But... Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus, and what I had forgotten about that was the Cruz campaign sent out a flyer to people caucusing saying that Ben Carson had dropped out of the race. And Ben Carson was actually, at the time, projected to come in very close to Donald Trump so and is Ted that, Cruz. is that even legal? I No, I wouldn't imagine. They fired the person. 
from the campaign that did it. I don't know that there were any, I, I didn't see any legal action taken. I don't remember any big stories about the legal shit happening to Ted Cruz over it. But Ted Cruz. That's a severely dirty move. A very dirty move. Yeah. Like. But that's it, not surprising for someone who would, uh, I mean, stage a government shutdown to get himself TV time. Right. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. and, you know, in 2021, we know where he's going. He's yeah. willing to stage it's all kinds about, of things. Yeah, it's not <laughs> so, about, it's, it's about Ted Cruz you know, progressing. It, that's all he cares in, about. Right. In spite of, despite his flaws, uh, Ben Carson was actually fairly, per, portrayed as fairly reasonable in comparison to Trump oh, and yeah. to Cruz. Well, everybody yeah. is reasonable compared to Trump. So, like, like the the two most reasonable high-caliber candidates out of – and it's hilarious that I use the word high-caliber, being the names that I'm about to drop, uh, Carson and Rubio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If, you put, uh, if you put Trump, Cruz, and – Carson and ch- told me to pick one of the three. I'm going with Carson, but I'm you not doing to. it happily. Right, right. Throw Rubio but he's into just, that he mix. literally is the least crazy of the three. Throw, See, throw Rubio into that mix. At the time, was very reasonable. I still go. I don't know. He, That's he, a, don't he, I, don't offer me this bad choice, Jim. He got, well, they <laughs> offered us the bad choice four Jesus, years, I was five years say, ago. What did I do, man? <laughs> right. So unfortunately, oh, so though, so d- unfortunately for Ted, he couldn't steal enough states from the beginning. I've said that I would continue on as long as there was a viable path to victory. Tonight, I'm sorry to say, it appears that path has been foreclosed. Together, we left it all on the field in Indiana. We gave it everything the we've no got. Is Ted Cruz's wife, and she gets a lot of practice. But the voters <laughs> chose another path. And so, with a heavy heart. Just get to the point. We know. Come on. But with boundless optimism for the long-term future of He's our nation. He's going so slow, even his stupid fans know what's coming. We are suspending our campaign. But hear me now. I am not suspending our fight for liberty. I am not suspending our fight to defend the Constitution, to defend the Judeo-Christian values that built America. Our movement will continue, and I give you my word that I will continue this fight with all of my strength and all of my ability. There's definitely Judeo-Christian values in the background of our Constitution, but that's the key. They're the background. That's not the sole, like, that's not the forefront. Right. They wouldn't have written uh, the separation of church and state clause if that was the truth. The thing that sucks and the thing that is shitty about politicians who do this, Ted Cruz is by, is not by any means the only politician who plays this game uh, with Christian with Christian voters and evangelicals is that like they just constantly drop that I'm the God candidate. Yeah. I'm the God yeah. candidate. And, I'm the God and candidate. To, and, to beat the dead horse on why that's not constitutional is that, you know, the, it, it's not I'm, even that I, it's I'm, not... I'm so, like, at a loss for words here because... 
I don't even they, think it's not constitutional, though. It's also not biblical, right? Because, like, I refuse they, to believe that God is looking over this country. They left. Right. The, the founding solely- fathers left Britain to escape religious persecution. And they wrote that into our constitution that there should be a separation of church and state to avoid any more religious persecution. Well, and, and Jim, was, to and, your earlier point, this motherfucker is a constitutional, like a constitutional yeah, he lawyer. Knows what he he's knows writing. what he's doing. Like this is, he is grifting one hundred percent. He is, yeah. he is trying to pull grifting and baiting like and no it other. Used to be, yeah. It used to be something that we just heard every politician end their speech with, and God bless America, and that was the way they kind of like. But it, it's become. I guess it's always been. Something they dog whistled that maybe that's not fair, but it's become something that they like well, have it, amped up so much. It's in become the last ten years. God bless America and God wants me. Yeah, like, not even the last ten years since Bush. Since how many w- like re- religious w- freedom is written into this freaking constitution? Yeah. The last so that we cannot persecute any one religion. The you last can't, you can't corkscrew one religion in to the politics here. Just for the mere fact that that's going to be the only religion, right? Because what does that do to every other religion? And what are it, the last Christian? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, when it, you say like ethics, like, oh, we're the only ones who like treat people good, like the when, only religion. When somebody, in this sense, usually when they say Judeo-Christian, they're like, oh, I got to include the Jews so it makes me look good, yeah, right. Um, I just hear white people. Yeah, yeah, and that's you're what, not entirely uh, wrong. Yeah, that's pretty much what who they're who they're calling out to. Yeah. The last two Republican presidents, the, Satanist, the last Satanist. two Republican yeah. presidents have said that God. It's, put it's me really here. just a, right. a modern conservative base is usually always Christian or Jewish. So Ted Cruz doesn't go straight to trying to straight from running for president to trying to destroy. The country, what he does in between is he does a lot of bootlicking for Donald Trump, his bitter enemy, who called his wife ugly and said and fat and a bunch of shit about. Uh, Accused him of uh, what did. Uh, his dad was part of the Kennedy assassination. That's it. That, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like, just all kinds of crazy, like, don't box with a fucking madman. <laughs> like, and then um, he, had, he had to turn around afterwards and be like, well, this and, is my guy now. Yep. And bootlick for, for four years. Um, and in the middle of that four years, before he decided to turn on the he country had, as a whole. He hadn't fully gotten the boots clean yet. He had, uh, he had a Senate race. Um and he was this, under the last islet. And this <laughs> this second Senate race that he had um was considerably uh considerably different than the first one. Um outcome, we're still talking about him. Outcome's the same. Very, very different story than when we were talking about Dewhurst. This is what you can expect over the course of this debate. Senator Cruz is not going to be honest with you. He's going to make up positions and votes that I've never held or have ever taken. He's dishonest. It's why the president called him Lying Ted, and it's why the nickname stuck, because it's true. Um, Look, the the climate is changing, and man-made climate change is a fact. Well, it's clear Congressman O'Rourke's pollsters have told him to come out on the attack. So if he wants to insult me and call me a liar, that's fine. But, you know, John Adams famously said, facts are stubborn things. You know, I will say it was striking and at this press conference in D.C. about civility, Congressman O'Rourke again repeated his call for impeaching President Trump. That's the very essence of not civility. 
if we had impeachment next year, we'd see utter chaos. We would see an end to the repeal of the job-killing regulations that's fueling our, our economic growth. We would see an end to many, much of the progress we've seen rebuilding our military, making progress on foreign policy. Washington would be consumed by partisan investigations. That's not civility. Speaking to that real quick, uh, he also, like, can you hear his voice is different? His voice is shakier. Trump yeah. fucked him up two years ago to where, like, he isn't. He's, he's the confidence isn't there well, that no, was there in 2012. A there's a reason he's got a real gray beard. Right. Well, and there's also you hear him trying to play a different game that he's not entirely comfortable with. And you against Dewhurst, you didn't hear him laughing when Dewhurst was making a point. Like he's, he's trying to own right. him. He's trying to be like ha huh, ha. Like he's trying to throw him off his game. Yeah. He's trying to do what Trump taught him works. Yeah. What right. he saw Trump destroy him with. Well, he also is. He also is not the the elegant speaker here he's also part of the establishment in 2012 he wasn't part of the establishment he was the outsider he was the dewhurst amnesty they he's working with the democrats if you want a washington elite da 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 da, da. that was ted cruz's well, line now he's, he's been there he's eight years into a lie so he's just gonna well, keep lying well, to make that and lie he's also truth. facing he's six years he's facing o'rourke in texas oh he's yeah, facing a democrat in texas yeah. and he's actually looking like he could face a defeat right in texas right w w yeah he's no longer in the safe space against, that he was against a democrat who flat out said we're gonna right. take your guns i think although, he, said that, although he said that later he, he said, said that after he lost he said that in 20 yeah. uh in the in the 2020 primaries um because i almost pulled that clip and then looked at the, the time stamp that short of time yeah he, wow that's what took him that out of the like, presidential that race felt like four years ago yeah um, but but Beto is, in my opinion, the better speaker and is why he did so well in Texas. Listen, I, I pointed out two specific opportunities um, for Senator Cruz to, to do the right thing, one of them being the Violence Against Women Act. Um, didn't hear a, a good reason why he failed to support that. Um, look, you've got somebody, as I mentioned earlier, who is all talk and no action. Um, you've got somebody who left the state of Texas uh, within a year of being elected to represent all of us to run for another office. Hasn't been to all the counties of Texas, but has been to all 99 of Iowa. Has missed a quarter of the votes in 2015, missed half of them in 2016. There's only one other senator from either party over the last 25 years who has a worse, who has a worse record on bipartisanship. In other words, Ted Cruz has a harder time working with members across the aisle than almost anyone else to get anything done. So if he's not showing up in Texas, if he's not showing up in D.C. to vote, who is he showing up for? Beto is kicking ass. Like, and good on Beto for pointing out what we've been pointing out for the entire episode that, like, Ted Cruz is, only cares about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz only cares about Ted Cruz. Right. He only he, he prepared, won't work with the other side. He's not interested. Right. Like he and only despite, cares and, about. And how dare he say that? Like you want to divide us with impeachment, but you, your record shows that you don't care about reaching across the aisle. No, That's he not accurately what you do. pointed out that the narcissist only wanted the state senatorship. Well, the con congressional senatorship right. from the state of Texas. For the purpose of leapfrogging into the presidency, yeah, and then 100%. and also that O'Rourke can come prepared with facts, like, hey, look, you haven't even visited all the counties that you represent, but you visited all of the ones in Ohio, which shows right. where your priorities lie. You know, like that's that's why a Democrat could do so well in Texas, right? Because 
O'Rourke had, or uh, Cruz had been fucking up. Right. And O'Rourke had, was smart enough to make real arguments. Now, obviously, we know that Beto loses this race, but I do think that there is an, empo- uh, an important point to be made in this clip. Matthew Dowd, your state. Ted Cruz in the red state. It's a close win, but it's a win. Yeah, it's a win. And, you know, that, as we talked earlier in the evening, uh, Beto lit the fire of a lot of people, but this is a still a very red state. It's moving, the growth of the Latino population, it's moving, and Beto made a game run. It probably will lose in single digits when the end of the night is in, which is the first time a Democrat has got that close in 25 years, but it's still a red so, state. It ended up being a two-point spread. It, it was really close. In, yeah. If you contrast that with the with Ted Cruz's original 2012 run where it was an eight to ten point spread which it was pretty typical in texas for a republican um versus in a general election this was very close and especially in a time period we're all living through we all remember the last certainly three elections presidential elections pretty clearly we've seen states and even between those in in midterms we've seen states flip from red to blue and blue and back and forth you know right it's not unreasonable that even in a couple years' time, Texas will flip to the right Democrat at the right yeah, time. Yeah, no, and with these the, candidates that get them to flip, they understand that you have to speak to everyone, not right. just your regular constituents. Yep. Right. And if you get a if you get a Stacey Abrams type organization in Texas, like then if it's only a point and a half to two and a half points away right now, you can easily flip it in the next term. Yeah, easily. You know, I could see her becoming that. A, a speaker for more than just Georgia. Yeah. I I think that Democrats would be fools to not try to offer that. Like I, she it, did such a good job. She, she in probably Georgia. deserves a spot. Or at the even DNC. getting into a, a place where yeah, like uh, absolutely. a Nancy Pelosi kind of position or not her position, but the kind of the leader of the I uh, would uh, say whipping make, votes. I would say make her the leader of the DNC. I, yeah. I if, yeah. It, yeah, and if not the leader, somebody like, very next to that. Yeah. Um, because she, I think she she's is everything Ted Cruz isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Super American. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Well, so we're going to jump now to present day. Uh, a few months ago where we're talking about contesting the election, um, Ted Cruz obviously won his Senate seat, went on to really do nothing except contest the impeachment that he said he would contest. One of Trump's. The first impeachment. More. Strong allies, I guess, over the last four years. Yeah, or the last the four years of Trump's pretty much a whipping boy. Not Besides to, Lindsey Graham, not to the extent of Lindsey Graham. Yeah, right. Lindsey Graham really made an art of fucking. Yeah, he did being the donkey. Um, but he, but yeah. Um, now I'm gonna do this. Kind of jumps around for a second because I, I mean, you will remember it from very not that long ago um lots of shit is happening at the same time as the the general election this past year um and one of the first things to come we already knew that house representatives were going to contest the the election results the biden election results um based on bullshit complete court cases had been won 60 of them uh had been lost had been lost by the trump one to your eyes to to my eyes yes to the to the get trump the hell out of here eyes um yeah 60 lost lawsuits supreme court wouldn't touch it we 
investigations galore, DOJ, the administration. The yeah, ridiculous, whatever. Um, so we already knew that the House representatives, Republicans, um, were going to try to make a name for some of themselves and contest the election. We didn't know for a long period of time if a senator was going to jump on the bandwagon. Um, because and and that was important because if you get a contested vote from a House representative and a senator, then there at least has to a debate, a procedural debate. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which was stupid anyway because this was whole this whole thing was based on a lie, and they knew even that, that debate it's, that it's debate the, was it's the Ted Cruz thing. If you know this isn't going to change the outcome, yes. you have to do it and waste our time. And what's I've done this because this is what your job is. right. Yeah. <laughs> and what's more what what's more ridiculous about it is that he didn't have the balls to even be the first one. Josh Hawley from Missouri, our senator. Who's not a, not our senator. I, he's he's I, he's from Virginia. He's well. He, he's that's no, true. His he's, sister's. Uh, he's a are, nothing senator. He should. On, if on he's listening, he should per, resign immediately. On paper and per Missouri law, he's a Missouri senator, but he lives in Virginia. Show right. me your address. Right. Um, Josh Hawley was the first senator to announce that he would contest the uh, contest the election results. Ted Cruz had then gotten the signal. Um, it was okay that Holly wasn't destroyed. They're the, they're the same person. They're, it's just that Holly is at the beginning of his career. Right. It's yeah, the same true. guy. Yeah. This is Ted Cruz 2.0. Oh, my 2. God. Holly's Does that mean we're waiting for a, a Holly 21-hour filibuster? Oh, my God. Probably. Is he going to read I don't fucking, be surprised. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, He'll read so, Horton, here's a who. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Cruz jumps on to the Holly bandwagon. More Republican lawmakers are joining President Trump's effort to overturn the presidential election results. Texas Senator Ted Cruz today announced a coalition of 11 senators planning to object to the Electoral College certification next week. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is urging the Republican Party not to challenge the state tallies certifying President-elect Biden's win. The senators admit the move will only trigger a delay and won't change the outcome of the election. Large demonstrations are being organized for this upcoming week in the nation's capital, and local police are preparing to shut down parts of the city. Demonstrations are expected to take place while Congress is certifying the election results. President Trump tweeted that a big rally would take place, but a specific location has not been disclosed. Uh, well, it has now. Um, the ellipse. Yeah, this is the point. That sounds so bad to, to those back-to-back -back having... What? That they're going to object, knowing that it won't change the outcome. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's going to be a bunch of people gathering. It's almost like there's some perfect storm that's going to lead to some cataclysmic event. Careful, I'm pretty sure that's trademarked by the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, 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 this is the point where, like, now my dislike for Ted Cruz has turned into, like... A boiling hatred. You are now the epitome of what un-American is. You are yeah. a guy who is going to hold up the process to make people doubt the process when you know that the process was legit so yeah. that you can run next time yeah, up for and, president. Up because and, you Up until this point, he was just pure narcissism under the the false flag of Americanism. Right. Like he's trying to be the most patriotic guy you can ever and possibly fake be. Patriot. And, yep. and, and then always just for himself and then here it is this is the point that should absolutely show you 
that he does not care about America. Well, and what's even slimier to me is that he didn't have the balls to be the first one, right? He, right. But he saw this a young upstart, Holly, who's getting all this attention about he could be the future of the GOP. He could take over for Trump. And I He's bet charismatic. You, I bet you he thought it was going to backfire on Holly and, and not when it him. Didn't, because well, no, I think what happened is when it didn't and when he signed on, he not, now he's like, okay, me and Holly are sharks. We're going to both feed off the carcass that is the Trump whale, you know, right. carcass. And then the moment that's done, we will, like, once we get them down, we'll, def- we'll they'll fight over to each other. Or maybe they'll team up. Maybe one of them will run for vice president and right. the other. Something I don't know like what that. their plans are, but they're both vying for that. Now, if you don't hate him enough at the point where he announces that he uh, is going to contest the election for no reason whatsoever you'll also remember that between the election and all of the we're announcing that we're going to contest like between the circus and the the day of certification there's a georgia runoff election that's going to happen um in which the Democrats need to win both seats to basically have the the they would it's a 50 50 split in the Senate. But with Kamala Harris being the vice president and the president of the Senate, she would cast the final vote. So the Democrats would technically have the majority in the Senate. So all every not only Stacey Abrams was doing her thing, every bit of both parties was just dumping money into the Georgia race and and getting as many people out there to uh, to to endorse and campaign for uh, the for eat for all of the candidates um, Ted Cruz mind, mind you all in the midst of a pandemic uh, oh in yeah. which case we are all financially hurting as Americans and it should make you sick the amount of money that was spent on this Georgia runoff election yeah and not on and the not, American populace. Well, and not only that, but, like, I mean, at least from, like, the Ossoff-Warnock camps, they were doing the same type of rallies that Biden was doing where it was people in cars. And, like, yeah. not, the the Loeffler and Purdue, like, it was the Trump rallies. It, yeah. Like, not as big, but you know what I mean? Like, it was a bunch of people without masks stand, do, pretending that the pandemic doesn't exist. So exacerbating the pandemic um, and while complaining about the effects of the pandemic on small businesses, not right. getting the irony of that. So to, right. so the devil goes down to Georgia and <laughs> he gives a speech. Chuck Schumer was caught on a live camera in a gaffe where he said, when in Georgia, change the world. That's what they mean. This is a question about whether the radicals drive the Democratic Party because a majority leader, Chuck Schumer, wants to raise the taxes of every person in the state of Georgia. A majority leader, Chuck Schumer, wants to pass the Green New Deal and destroy small businesses all across the state of Georgia. A majority leader, Chuck Schumer, wants to grant amnesty to 15 million people here illegally. A majority leader, Chuck Schumer, wants to make the District of Columbia a state so that it elect two Democratic senators forever. And a majority leader, Chuck Schumer, plans to pack the United States Supreme Court. 
to put four left-wing justices immediately on the court who will come after our constitutional rights, who will seek to take away our free speech, to take away our religious liberty, to take away our Second Amendment rights. And then there is what they plan abroad. The, he's got the same playbook. It's like five bullet points. Well, uh, the, the, Weasel Ted just became Fascist Ted. In that in that clip, that is how dare he, only on his rhetoric. The, the fucking, how dare he say that they want to install four judges swiftly when they installed three in one presidency? Like that. The uh, like it's that. Um, I fucking hate this. Everything they do, they they criticize the other side for doing. And when the other side does when the other side does it, it's evil, it's right. Satanism. But well, when they do it, it's expedient. We're right. just fighting for well, your rights. I, I mean, with Biden's presidency, right? How many people who have given Trump a pass for the entire last term are, are gonna to develop develop moral and, compasses all of right? the fucking and sudden. they're gonna be so concerned about the budget <laughs> or the budget, right? And the, now, everything. Jim, you made a comment that we kind of talked over, but you said I said that he has become fascist Ted, and you said only in his rhetoric. So, what I was saying there is that he's got the same five bullet points that he's he said ever since 2012. It's the same ones. He just changes like how exactly he speaks about it. Right now, here's a new one that I hadn't heard through this whole thing. Something that you would actually hope the politicians wouldn't say, but. We got racist Ted, too. You know, for a long time, we've known that Democrats were in bed with China. We just didn't realize quite how literally. As the son of a Cuban immigrant who's seen firsthand the perils of communism. As a son of a Cuban immigrant, stop. And by the way, Kelly, what is it with Rafael Warnock, like, embracing Fidel Castro? You know, some of us take that a little personally. But as a son of a Cuban immigrant, I have said many, many times... Screw the Chinese communists. Apparently, Eric Swalwell said, okay. Well, that was racist as fuck. Like, because because conspiracies, right? Because Eric Swalwell, Democrat in, I believe, California, uh, I don't even remember what the story was off the top of my head, but basically Chinese spies, he's sleeping with them, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this was the Drudge Report or fucking... So, uh, who is he? Uh, Eric? Uh, U.S. Or- representative for California's 15th congressional district. Okay, so he's a U.S. representative. Yeah. yeah. On December 9th, 2020, CNN has an article. Representative Eric Swalwell told CNN Wednesday that he was shocked when when the FBI informed him several years ago that he was targeted by a suspected Chinese intelligence operative as part of a broader effort to establish ties with U.S. politicians, reiterating that he immediately cooperated with federal investigators who were looking into into the individual in question. 
So someone flirted so what with exactly him is and the they story? were like someone probably flirted with him. They were a secret agent. The FBI informed him of it. He cooperated. And probably not being used So how is that being in bed with somebody? I don't, I mean... Being that he still, like, immediately cooperated with the FBI. Yeah, the thing that his side, the Republicans did not do when they were offered dirt by foreign countries. I'm not understanding the China boogeyman right now. Like, like, yes, their corporate espionage is something to be talked about. I actually don't see... Their intellectual property theft is something to be talked about, but... Who besides corporations are in bed with the Chinese? Well, and that's the thing. Also, like when they talk too, about the Chinese, the Democrats aren't fans. Also, right? the way racist Ted is using this is like literally in bed. And I know that that's a thing. Like so the whole Q thing is like, oh, he we're slept like with st- somebody. We're like in a this, stone's throw away from internment camps again, aren't we? In this kind of yeah. feels that way. In this CNN article, it doesn't actually say anything that like and alludes is, to like year, sex or anything. It, it sounds like you're ago, taking right? a spy movie and applying parts of a spy movie to a simple investigation who in which the person immediately cooperated with federal officials. Like, and it, did, did the article say this happened years ago? Yes, years yeah. ago. So it's not even a new. Th- Thing. No, and the and it's a nothing burger. Right. There's so it's just a, there. It's a giant dog whistle. It's a complete. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what happens. It's not even a dog whistle. He said literally in bed, like he's yeah. just being racist, Ted. At this and then point. let people like, ooh, like we're in so a. So it's not uh, so much as a, a dog whistle, sitcom. just more of a bullhorn to the Proud Boys. Yeah, absolutely, and just yeah. the internet racist Karens that like whatever. And more Tycom bashing because it's so fashionable. Yeah, the Chinese. Um. Yeah. So Ted Ted Cruz has jumped the shark here with just his rhetoric and his bullshit. I don't know how he's com- uh, he's trying to complete the transformation into being mini Trump. What's scary and what should be scary to all of us is the fact that he thinks that this behavior is what is going to get him elected as president in four years. Because we've yeah. already had Donald Trump. We've already had. Four years of just this guy who has no respect for the institutions or the like. It's Man, all about not. playing and each other against Man, each other. I hope other. not because if if that happens, that means we're just going to go further down Can this I road be- with the the fallacy that China is just inherently bad. Like yeah. there is one party over there, the Chinese Communist Party, right? That we need to be worried about. They do not have full reign over that country right like it's it's getting to a point where we should be worried about it but that is just the nature of the world like that Mm -hmm. is a geopolitical and it's one of many that we have to deal with to worry about yeah and it it, like they're condemning the entire country over this yeah like we're not quite there yet but this isn't the cold war with russia right i will say though i think the way we hear ted now and how different he sounds than when we heard him against dewhurst the guy that was against Dewhurst wouldn't win now. He wouldn't get a crowd. Like, this doesn't sound like a huge crowd, but no. we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, there's a pandemic at this point. I don't think that this guy would. I don't think this guy would the, have the won in t- 2012. Yeah, but like, the, the guy going against Dewhurst in 2012 wasn't going to get to the presidency if he stayed that way today. True. He has to move toward the Trump method of incitement. Well, yeah, because that's the victimhood. Right. Like you know, we're a victim. Not those to, are the bad guys. Not to be overly facetious or whatever, but Trump is the virus of the the Republican Party. Like the oh, Trump, it's the vampirism, Trumpism, vampirism, yeah, vampirism, yeah. Um, it's, but they're Ted, all turning into it. Yeah, Ted, 
And it's, it's going to spread beyond America, especially if they just keep this anti-Chinese rhetoric. Like, we're never going to have diplomacy with, with China. It's well, never going to happen if you just sit here and does, insult them over and the over again. If they're the boogeyman, no. We, our, can't, we can't even talk between our own political parties, let alone to a foreign country. Right. Sorry to disappoint, but the rhetoric doesn't get better for the rest oh, of the speech. We know. <laughs> Each of you look around, the men and women that are gathered here. You are patriots, just like the patriots gathered at Bunker Hill, just like the patriots gathered at Valley Forge, just like the patriots who forged this nation. The men and women gathered here and across the state of Georgia are fighting for the United States of America. You're using that word, and I don't think you know what it means. Perverting it, just 100 percent perversion of the word. And I think I don't think a lot of people know every, what it means. Every anymore. former service member or active, and to include active service member, should cringe when people use the word patriot like Ted Cruz does. Mm-hmm. They devalue it. They take away 100%. any meaning behind it. At, at this point, it doesn't even mean the same thing. Like I'm no. ashamed to even yeah, like, like think of myself as a patriot. Yeah, like in the true sense of the term, yes, I'm a patriot. But but the, the word is I can't I can't even use it. Can't yeah. even use it anymore. hundred percent. Because I sound like a jackass if I do use it. Yep. Because it's been hijacked by one political party for as a tool that and they can wield. One hundred percent. So, bummer for Ted Cruz. His endorsement for Kelly Loeffler there did not help. The Democrats did win both of those um, elections. And the last res- – Warnock beat Loeffler in the evening um, of January 5th. And the vote was looking like Ossoff was going to win going into the next morning. He was ahead, and the votes that were out were in – um, I can't remember. Predominantly, or it, it was in whatever. I can't remember the name. Uh, DeKalb, DeKalb, DeKalb County, County, which is Atlanta. Predominant, yeah, it's predominantly uh, liberal. So it looked like Ossoff was gonna was gonna pull it off. Um, but also now we're at January sixth, twenty twenty one, and Ted Cruz has a job he has to do, and it's to grift Trump's voters uh, into believing some bullshit. Are there any objections to counting the certificate of vote of the state of Arizona that the teller has verified appears to be regular in form and authentic? President, I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. An objection presented in writing and signed by both a representative and a senator complies with the law, Chapter 1 of Title 3 of the United States Code. The clerk will report the objection. Objection to counting the electoral votes of the state of Arizona. We, a member of the House of Representatives and a United States Senator, object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Arizona on the ground that they were not 
under all of the known circumstances regularly given. Are there further objections to the certificates from the state of Arizona? The chair hears none. The two houses will withdraw from joint session. Each house will deliberate separately on the pending objection and report its decision back to the joint session. The Senate will now retire to its chamber. Uh, I wonder how that retirement to the chamber went. Well, I wonder if it was peaceful. That's minutes before the storming of the Capitol. It is minutes before, but not before Ted Cruz got an opportunity to speak in the Senate chamber. We are gathered at a time when democracy is in crisis. Because Recent polling you put it shows there. that 39% of Americans believe the election that just occurred, quote, was rigged. Because you, you may told not agree them with it that was. But it is nonetheless a reality for nearly half the country. I would note it is not just Republicans who believe that. 31% of independents agree with that statement. 17% of Democrats believe the election was the rigged. thinks Elvis is still alive. <laughs> Even if you do not share that conviction, it is the responsibility, I believe, of this office to acknowledge that is a profound threat to this country and to the legitimacy of any administrations that will come in the future. Well, that is true. I want to take a moment to speak to my Democratic colleagues. I understand. Your guy is winning right now. If Democrats vote as a block, Joe Biden will almost certainly be certified as the next president of the United States. He's still doing divide and conquer. I want here. to speak to the Republicans who are considering voting against these objections. I understand your concerns, but I urge you to pause and think. What does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election? By, by nearly half, he means a third. And I believe there's a better way. The leaders just spoke about setting aside the election. Let me be clear. I am not arguing for setting aside the result of this election. All of us are faced with two choices, both of which are lousy. One choice is vote against the objection. And tens of millions of Americans will see a vote against the objection as a statement that voter fraud doesn't matter, isn't real, and shouldn't be taken seriously. It was taken seriously. It was investigated. Multiple states did multiple fucking recounts. Georgia did three recounts, one by hand. You can't make up 11,000 votes. You can't. May, like nothing it's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt so time, much so that the supreme court said get this trash out of here including more three that trump matters. had just installed right and, and every time they had a piece of uh of proof yeah that the kraken lawsuit gorsuch kavanaugh and barrett all said you no didn't write get a it dissent, out of here. didn't yeah. write a dissent on it or anything nothing but every time they had some piece of news the name of a dead guy who voted that Tucker Carlson would give out. Then he'd have to go and retract the story. Right. Like, like, and you, then, and you know how many people have the name fraud. Alex Smith? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> or it, one of them was a case of a woman voting in the name of her dead husband. She voted as Mrs. Right. John Blank, whatever. So good like, for good for Ted Cruz for trying to play the victim fuck, there. That for, is the most infuriating clip I think I've heard of him so far it, because what he's saying is essentially, I don't know if it's coded, but he's saying like you have to vote for this because if you don't, the bullshit and, we fed them is gonna like they bought it, right? Right. So and plus it's gonna make Trump mad. So why don't you just? And it won't he do knows. it. It won't do anything anyway. But he hey, is, if you you should appease them. And mm-hmm. he is a constitutional lawyer. He yeah. knows that there is know. nothing to be done. The word he maybe, knows it, that the time to object was December fourteenth, like yeah. the I, certification I also think date. We we put too much emphasis on constitutional. We should put more emphasis on lawyer. That's why he's a slime ball. <laughs> yeah. Like the the only thing that at this point that could have been done was a coup. And what is he trying to do? Rile people up. He knows yeah. that everybody in that freaking crowd had their phones on them and they could have been watching CNN live like I was on my downtime at work. Did you know? To your point, he was successful. The uh, U.S. Capitol building is in lockdown right now. Supporters of President Trump have converged on Washington to try to overturn the election results from last November. Security barricades have apparently been breached outside the Capitol building. Police, we are told, have fired some tear gas at protesters and uh, the doors of the Senate chamber have been closed and locked. It was inside the Senate where they were going to ratify that election result. And the Vice President, Mike Pence, who presides over the Senate, has apparently been escorted to a secure location. Uh, Other senators and uh, congressmen and women are apparently sheltering in their offices. The protesters are trying to stop Congress from formally approving President-elect Joe Biden's victory back in November's election. So congratulations, I guess, Ted, because, like, you validated them. You validated their their fears and their paranoia and their buying into... So much so that they installed a gallows on the, the lawn of the Capitol... And chanted, hang Mike Pence. And beat a police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. That's what that motherfucker led to. And he... They were attempting to crush to death another one. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't they... know if you saw that video, but there's pure fear in that guy's face. Wait, did you see his interview afterwards? That dude. I, I, I haven't. I, so I you look back, because I sent you both a text of him doing an interview uh, at, like... The guy that was being crushed in the doorway. The guy that was being crushed in the doorway. Mm-hmm. And he said... Like he said, I would do it again for free. You don't have to pay me to stop people from toppling democracy. I would, and I like. Can we have a police force made up of that guy? <laughs> like that's please. also that's a badass line. Yeah. Um. He was like, I, you but, know, this is what he said. Something like, this is what we get paid to do. And if and if we didn't, I would have man. done it for free. Yeah. Uh, but fuck Ted Cruz. I don't know. Like we we this show is un-American, called un-American. That is not even un-American or traitor. Like, tra- it's fucking evil. Well, it is. To it, egg it, on people. I would agree with you. Because it, you're too far into the grift now to admit that you're grifting But I people. would also agree it is un-American. It is treasonous. It is traitorous. He knew. He, again, constitutional lawyer. Like, this dude knows what the law is. He knows what the Constitution is. He's worked with Supreme Court justices. He's worked in White Houses. He knows this process. And he, if you look, he's from, making it all sound like there was something that could have been done, and that it was just not only does he know this process, he's done this process he before. He's making it he's all like, about himself because it has always been all about himself. 2012 was a way to jump into the presidency in 2016. Yeah, he's trying, he's trying and, to be the 
the Republican white knight for yeah. to grift, 2024. And, and grift people who honestly just wanted lower right. taxes. And 2020 is a way to, 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 to jump into 2024. And I really, really, really I hope there's sincere, a massive overhaul. Yeah. I, I, I so badly hope there's a massive I, overhaul. I believe that Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and 147 House Republicans should be expelled for... Here's the thing, again, Inciting and, I, I, a riot. Well, and I started out the episode saying that, like, look, this process exists for a reason. If there's real concern, if there was actually ballots, boxes, trucks, trailers full of ballots missing, or people were actually hacking into it, or people were actually midnight voting or whatever a week later, like, okay, but that shit's not real. And it's been proven to not be real. So to run with this this conspiracy that the, is born biggest... online by by mad people, um, sore losers. Yeah, it, it, the it's, biggest stop. It's an attack in their on... argument should have been the the tape between Trump and the Georgia Election Committee. No shit, they were. All those people on that committee were Republicans. But again, everybody he was talking to is Republican. But it's not like all telling, telling him them that they he's need to find votes yeah. and shit. It's not like Ted Cruz doesn't know this. Ted Cruz knows this. Ted Cruz wants to be say wants to be able to say to Trump's base after he doesn't honestly. Ted Cruz doesn't give a shit about Donald Trump. Donald Trump could be in jail in twenty twenty four for all Cruz cares. Trump, he wants a chunk of Trump those is voters. an obese seventy oh, something year old man. He so, could be dead in a year, right? Yeah, barring any surprise candidates like Trump was a surprise in 2016. Can we say that Cruz is the most dangerous man for 2024? I would say Holly and maybe and Don Hawley. Jr. I don't think, I mean, outside chance it, that he could like muster I'm, up the same kind of vitriol I'm, his dad rode. I hope that Don Jr. is in jail by 2024. I think Holly is, is Cruz's biggest uh, rival. And I think they're going to try to eat each other when it, when it unless they can team up and one of them can take the the VP spot, I feel again, like they're I so conceited. Like the, the narcissism, yeah. like yeah, I, I can't see them teaming I, up. I, I hope that they just take a long hard look at themselves and realize that this is not what the Republicans' party was supposed to be. Well, I hope they realize that because you've seen it over the last several years. Like the Democrats are no longer doubling down; they're they're trying to appeal to the American people as a whole. Right. The Republicans are doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, please, doubling and tripling. Just, just yeah, yeah. Come back to reality. Yeah, please. And hopefully, moves like this will kind of kick them in the ass. I don't know. I don't have faith in. I don't have faith well, in somebody especially like, post uh, storming of the Capitol, where you've seen people like McConnell come out and even Lindsey Graham and kind of scold Trump. Right. Ted Cruz hasn't been as vocal no. at all. And the people are taking notice of that. It's people playing politics. I, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising that, that, that Democrats are looking to take out strong conservative leaders. And so I, I, I'm not, I, I just have to chuckle when, when, when they engage in, in attacks. And, and, you know, sadly, uh, you've got a lot of Democrats who are using incendiary rhetoric. They're complaining about the president's rhetoric, and, and they're right in that. But then they're turning around and using the kind of rhetoric that just just throws gasoline on flames. Pot, meat, kettle, ten. Wait, wait, yeah, is that, is that uh, rhetoric in the word impeachment? Right. He, no. What he said. Yeah. He. This. He's responding to his people calling for his resignation. 
Um, and he is saying that, that, he, that he's, he's let, bad mouthing incendiary rhetoric. Like you just spent months doing it, Ted. M- yeah, you literally just went he, up and told racist jokes at a clan meeting in what he Georgia. What he's doing is he's saying I, it wasn't a clan meeting. He's saying you guys shouldn't you guys shouldn't say this because it's going to divide the country. And I know because I'm an expert at, <laughs> at dividing, dividing the country. country. <laughs> right. So you should listen to me. Um, he's kind of got a point. <laughs> So the most it's going to divide the country, but only because he has sold the country that like the Democrats are Satanist. I like, I think the the icing on the cake, uh, the person that I don't know what person I I tend to believe just based on what we have talked about in this episode that Ted Cruz has always been the person that he has turned into. It just took the right circumstances to to bring this out on the. In, in the public's eye. One of the things, to me, that is the most despicable, that is the most damaging thing to Ted Cruz, but not... It should be the most damaging thing to Ted Cruz, but what is the most damaging thing, I believe, to the country and to democracy is for somebody like Ted Cruz, who, as you said, spent months... And years dividing, but months just being incendiary and, and, and amping up the temperature and pouring gas on the fire. For him to have seen the outcome of what happened at the, at the, at the climax of that with the, with the Capitol being attacked, and then to be asked after the fact... Was it worth it? Senator Cruz says that the president does bear some responsibility for the Capitol riots, but that it is ultimately the action of the criminals. When asked if he would still object, knowing what he knows now, he said that he would because he believes he was following the Constitution. He knows he wasn't following the Constitution, as has been determined in this episode. Even if he didn't know that he was following the Constitution, or didn't know that he wasn't following the Constitution, that how many times have we all been told that ignorance of the law is not innocence. Yeah, I don't get to yeah. walk into a gas station and be like, "Hey, why don't you give me everything in your in your cash register?" and then tell the police yep. that, like, "Oh, that that, that's that was bad? A, that was a what? threat." No, I just asked for it. I just was hungry. I just wanted to get some Taco Bell on the street. But we all know that he flat out knows that it's unconstitutional. Yeah. Just yeah. to he have know, and and he's still giving Trump a pass. Like in in yep. both of those comments, well, he, he kind of has to give Trump a pass. He just writes it off. Well, I guess you don't have to, but I was going to say it would be he hard to He still wants give. those voters. That's why he's yeah. giving Trump a – that's why but he's I mean, so do, so slap do, on the wrist. So do McConnell and Lindsey Graham. They just think that there's a line they're not willing to cross. Well, I think that they – yeah, Ted because Cruz's they – Ted line is a lot further. I think that people like McConnell – I do think people like McConnell give a shit about the country – as they want to see the country. Yeah. I don't think they give too much of a shit about the people in the country, but what the country he means cares to enough. them. McConnell cares enough That's true. Versus, to make the statements he made on January 6th. Right. But I think, Brandon, you're right. Because I see But Ted he also Cruz, cares little enough to let it get there. Correct. But, but I see Ted Cruz as being a guy that, like, he's he a party care. Man. If this country right. goes down, that's fine. He's rich enough. He'll go and live in a new country. He'll go to Canada. It's similar enough. Right. That's Isn't that his country? Ted Cruz's? <laughs> yeah. um, Ted Cruz flat out only cares about Ted Cruz. Therefore, un-American. Slam the gavel on that one. Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. I, he, I, I very much hope that this is the end uh, of 
Ted Cruz. Like, I, I do hope that I don't have faith that it is, but I hope that moving forward, people are, you know, Republicans now are playing this, and especially like Republican media is playing this. Oh, the liberals cancel culture. Nah, dude, we're canceling people that fucked up and because, attacked well, the system. It, they they, like, they, tried, went, they but, tried to cancel the other America. half of America. They tried oh, to cancel America. Yeah. Literally, like, Ted Cruz went from green eggs and ham to egging on a fucking insurrection. Yeah, they tried like, to it write. Is dangerous. They yeah. tried to write the season finale of America. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, because they Ugh. couldn't get one final like, season of The Apprentice. Like I most guess. season finales, <laughs> fucking disappointed. I don't know. It, it's just, it's a bummer. So anyway, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Um, if you want to, we will be back next week. Um, but if you want to find us between then, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. You can find us at real un-american um and you can also tweet at our personal accounts at un-american b at fevered heart and at american actual j um you can uh find us on itunes and any pod catcher follow us like subscribe share review episodes are available weekly and uh so until next week i want to leave you um with some dishonorable mentions here uh, my this is probably what we'll do. I I told you at the beginning that I have a goal here, and a lot of these people that I will mention, um, in this last in this closer, uh, are probably going to be subjects of episodes at, at one point or another. But the, the the attack on America from within is is frustrating enough, and I don't think that Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and all of the people that are right up front are the ones that are solely responsible for that. They definitely play a huge part. But again, every time we talk about the House Republicans, we talk about 147 House Republicans. They have names, and we need to fucking talk about their names because how many how many voted? 147. 147 voted in favor of the objection. Objection. Yeah. yeah, in the House. So uh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's shockingly. There's a yeah. long dishonorable mentions list. Yeah, yeah. So here's a here's a few of them. Uh, Robert Alderholt of Alabama, Rick Allen of Georgia, Jody Arrington of Texas, Brian Babin of Texas, Jim Bayard of Indiana, Jim Banks of Indiana, Cliff Bentz of Oregon. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. <laughs>